The following podcast is brought to you by the Jonas Podcasting Network, found exclusively at wrestlingwithjonas.com. Welcome, we are back with another live episode of Wrestling with Jonas, episode 233, and I'm joined by a wonderful guest uh, all the way over from uh, the other side of the pond, yeah. uh, from the good old US of A, um, pro wrestling legend, movie star, TV star, the reinforcer, Andrew Anderson. So, Andrew Anderson, thank you for coming on. How the devil are you, my friend? I'm doing good. It's been, uh, what, last time I saw you was February 19th at Cheltenham Town Hall. A couple of months ago, and that was an awesome show. That was a fantastic show. We're going to be talking all about that, your match, and you're coming back over to the UK, aren't you, in, in the summer? So yeah. we're going to talk about that. But uh, well, we are live uh, across Facebook, across YouTube, and across Twitch. So if anybody watching live wants to drop in a live question, uh, for Andrew Anderson, you can do. Just send us your question using your cho chosen device. It will ping over to us, and we do our very best to to bring every question up on screen and to answer every single one as best we can. But uh, uh, so the last time we did see, see each other, speak to one another, uh, was a couple of months ago. You, you rightly mentioned over here in the UK, Cheltenham, not too far from where I live, a great show in the Cheltenham Town Hall. Such a, a wonderful venue, a really hot crowd. Um, and you had a fantastic match against uh, James Mason, UK legend. Um, so, uh, like I say, that was a really fun uh, fun day. I know you were over here for a few days. Uh, what do you recall about your trip over to Cheltenham then? Um, well, James Mason was definitely a bucket list uh, opponent of mine. Uh, the man is truly a legend and a yeah. uh, class act all the way. Um we we went at it fist and fire and uh you know of course i had to get my uh, cheap shots in you know so but uh cheltenham town hall one an unbelievably beautiful venue um it's a historic venue and i i think it's a historic landmark isn't it it is yeah yeah so it's, it's a beautiful venue and like i say to to have a wrestling show inside that amazing venue was just uh, amazing you don't get too many venues like that over in the states i'm guessing no, not not really no you usually usually get either a really large like arena venue where you get like a high school type of gymnasium you know with bleachers and stuff like that or sometimes smaller halls with yeah. lower seats stuff. but that was a that was a very um i would say a palatial type of venue so. I, I, I've got to ask, um, like I say, James Mason, a, a legend of the UK scene, uh, worked behind the scenes in uh, WWE UK, the NXT UK setup, um, and a, a proper kind of old school British wrestler. I know you're an old school US wrestler. Um, did, did your styles, how did your styles kind of mesh on the day? Um, and had you, had you wrestled someone like James before? Oh, yes. I, I worked a lot of uh, um, opponents. I wrestled a lot of opponents like James that were very technically sound. I'm more of a brawler. Um, yeah. I used to do a lot more when I was younger, uh, as far as uh, more flippy stuff. But uh, now have some sort of grounded. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, uh, um, James is uh, is not not different from the way from the way a lot of American wrestlers and myself we work. We pick a body part. James unfortunately had had, had my, my, you know I, I got to tell you James my fingers still hurt. He has a habit of working the fingers and the hand. So yeah. he he. Picked your hand and he, and he works it apart i mean he can he's just a technician and uh you know uh he tried to disassemble my fingers a few times during that match 
And uh, <laughs> so, but he's not, he's not, he's definitely, um, definitely a, a, a strategist um, and uh, a, a technically sound, amazing, amazing athlete. And of course he was trained by, by Bobby Brookside. Bobby Brookside trained him and, you know, um, I just ran into Robbie at WrestleMania weekend in, uh, in Dallas, Texas last week. And it was pretty cool because I've never met Robbie before. And yeah. then to finally meet him and, um, and to get, you know, he actually saw us sitting at the bar and he recognized Kevin Sullivan and him and Kevin Sullivan had almost, I swear to God, uh, um, John, it was almost a tearful moment. Robbie has such passion in his heart for the taskmaster who is also my, my real life manager the devil, Kevin Sullivan, the two of them were, uh, uh, the photos I posted on, uh, on social media of the two of them were just very, very emotional because they, you know, the genuine camaraderie and, um, um, an admiration is there between the two of them. And it was a really touching moment. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. So. Well, well, let's talk about that because you've just returned from a very busy weekend over in Dallas and you were there uh, WrestleCon, I think that's probably the, the Friday and the Saturday, maybe the Sunday at WrestleCon. Thursday, now, Friday, Saturday. So a busy, busy weekend for you at your at your table. Now I um, had the privilege of going to WrestleMania four years ago when it was in New Orleans, and I went yep. to wrestle went, went to Wrestle Carnival. Uh, two uh, two separate dates, a fantastic um, setup with all the legends, um, and it gets so so busy. What what was your experience of WrestleCon this year? Because you got oh, hundreds thousands of fans dropping through the door throughout the day. Your table must have been super busy. Same for Kevin's. Uh, give us your rundown of your experience in Dallas Dallas was 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 tremendous as you know I wrestle a lot in Texas I wrestled for a world-class championship world-class wrestling revolution yeah uh, which is an offshoot of world-class championship wrestling uh, I also wrestled a long time for SWE Fury um, so and uh, Texoma Pro I wrestled a lot uh, for them in the past so I, I'm, I've been a fixture in Dallas for the past few years and uh, to be in Dallas and meet a lot of my existing fans and a lot of fans from Europe and all over North America and South America, as well as the Asia, was pretty phenomenal. And um, it was, I think people were ready this year because last year, at, and when it was in Tampa, uh, it seemed kind of dead uh, from what I saw because yeah. the crowds were not there because there was still the the, the luminous um, dark yeah. cloud of COVID pandemic, looming over yeah. and the pandemic. And, uh, People required to wear a mask and social distance. Yeah, I couldn't stand next to the wrestlers to take photos. I did another. I did another venue last last year in Tampa, called WrestleStock, which is was at a smaller venue, and it was okay, but it wasn't it wasn't WrestleCon. And and uh, from my understanding, is this year was well compared to the photos I saw from the previous year, which was yeah. the the only WrestleCon I haven't been on in uh, in a long time. I think in almost six seven years. I mean. It was just a tremendous event. The fans came out, and they they really uh they really they spent a lot of money on everybody. They tried to get everybody in. I mean, oh yeah, Aldis, another Brit, was there with a uh, former NWA World Heavyweight ah, Champion, he Nick Aldis, yeah, Tim Storm, Booker T, John Moxley, the, 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 and Ric Flair. I mean, everybody was there. It was a reunion. I got to see some of my good friends, Charles Wright, the Godfather, and D'Lo Brown, and uh, you know. Uh, Sonny Ono, and I got to meet Onita, who I never met before, Mr. Onita from FMW. And uh, there we through go. my friend. Look at that. That's uh, the yep. picture there. Fantastic yep. picture. That was great. And uh, of course, one the one man gang. gang. 
Uh, I always have a, a emotional reunion every time I'm with him because I've been friends with George for about 20 years, and it's always great to see him and his wife. His wife is always awesome, you know. And uh, it, and yeah, then then we went out to dinner with Carrie Silken, uh, former owner of Ring of Honor, and Kevin Sullivan, myself. We went a few times to dinner with Carrie. Carrie's a class act, great guy, very knowledgeable about the business, and very knowledgeable about uh, uh, baseball and uh, American football and. Uh, pro wrestling is definitely his forte and the man's a genius and uh you know it was just real it was really great seeing everybody of course after hours everybody went to wrestlemania on saturday i stayed at the bar with rvd and uh and boogeyman and uh tommy rich yeah there you go there you go <laughs> and you got your work you got him down baby i'm organized <laughs> as my friend so absolutely yeah, that was really you know so, so i suppose I, for yourself uh andrew you know wrestlecon and events like that is great to meet the fans and great for them to meet you but like i say catching up with old buddies catching up with people that you traveled the road with for so many years you know that must be that must be the icing on the cake for you oh listen i, I got to see gorgeous gary young rod price uh two two great uh future hall of famers from world-class championship wrestling they were there I got to hang out again with uh, obviously whenever you hang out with Kevin Sullivan, it's always a blast. I mean, he's he's like a like a like like a father figure to me and a mentor. And uh, you know, we're always there. Um, my stem cell uh, physician AJ Caprio was out with us. He came out and uh, he was there, and uh, he was actually with us. And we went to dinner with him one night. And he, you know, uh, from uh, Florida Stem Cells and um, Integrated Pain Management, he's taking care of a lot of the boys. And uh, it was also great to see a lot of the guys that that are there that actually need help from uh from from our company uh that we that i work for on the side uh integrated pain management uh a lot of the wrestlers are going to come down and and receive some stem cell treatments like gangrel dave heath was already there multiple times um jenny santana and um hannibal from canada and now uh we had former New York Jets football player Wesley Walker there, and uh, Tony Richardson. I mean, a lot of lot of athletes, powerlifters, down to collegiate wrestlers are coming. And now we have uh, the uh, uh, the Killer Bees, Brian Blair and uh, Jim Brunzel are coming down, as well as Greg Gagne, and they're going to get their stem cell treatments. And Shane Douglas from ECW fame, and uh, you know, we're trying to help everybody who's in in quite a bit of pain and try to relieve some of that pain. I mean, it worked for me. My shoulder is back full full swing you know had stems put in in uh in early december and uh it's really cutting you know, edge technology isn't it and like i said you heard about stem cells maybe 10 or 15 years ago and now you're hearing that, that the wrestlers are prolonging their lives prolonging their careers and their kind of yeah. everyday you know enjoyment of life because of this treatment it's, it's absolutely fantastic it's it's amazing um it's made from the uh the i forgot what it's called something jelly inside the umbilical cords of c-sections c-section baby yeah. so uh, it's nothing from cadavers or anything like that or from or anything like that but it's, sure. it's made actually from the, the c-section uh umbilical cord and that fluid from what i understand it helps regenerate cells and and uh and even nerve endings to some some now now from what i understand it, if you have arthritis severe arthritis with bone on bone it will not regrow tissue well there's no no tissue there so some people you know i'm mean, like i like to say like my knees are shit out of luck, you know. Yeah. I mean, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, but but uh, but it does help alleviate the pain. So. Absolutely, absolutely. And you mentioned Kevin Sullivan. Um, you said that he's your real life manager, great friends, mentor. I'm sure. Um, yep. But tell us how you you became acquainted with with Kevin and when your kind of relationship on the road started. Then, 
I met him when I was when I was coming down to do uh, do auditions for auditions. I like to call them because uh, I've been on so many acting auditions. When I was uh, um, trying to get onto uh, WCW's roster mm. in uh, in the mid '90s, and I met him, and we were friends from there on in, and and then uh, we met uh, we met up again in uh, the early. The late '90s and early 2000s, early '90s, and in, uh, in uh, some tours of Asia and Malaysia, and then uh, in 2011 we were on tours together in Africa with Barbarian, Warlord, Shelton Benjamin, um, Val Venus, and a bunch of other guys, and it was uh, really good being there with Kevin. But in, considering the the tours were kind of scary because we were held up at gunpoint for a little bit. Wow. Um, for three weeks, yeah, we were supposed to do one week worth of wrestling. We were there for three weeks worth of wrestling because they took our passports that was kind of a uh nightmarish situation when you have an ak-47 pointed yeah. at you you know so kevin was 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 my roommate as usual he you know because we we got along really well we got on really well from the from the get-go and for years and we stayed friends and then uh with that uh we was we were actually we got involved in a lot of multiple projects together over the years and we've been doing a lot together and you know we resuscitated the dungeon of doom with uh myself and kevin and uh now Ivan Moore saw you up there. We are um, the Taskmaster and the Purple Haze. I became. Oh, yeah. uh, I went from the Reinforcer to the Purple Haze. So with Mark Lewin, uh, his permission, his blessings, and his robe. So which was really cool. Which is really cool because Mark Lewin is a legend of the business, and the man's eighty something years old. From what I understand, he still squats three hundred pounds, and still uh, still drinks a a, a fifth of. Uh, <laughs> Crown Royal. <laughs> his all his father was like that too. His father lived into his nineties and would drink Crown Royal and you know and and smoke a doobie here and there. You know, <laughs> it's still, it was just uh, it's in the genes, I guess. You know, absolutely, absolutely. And I just want to bring up this picture because uh, you're uh, coming over to Europe, uh, Romania, RPW. Romania. Hopefully, sometime in the summer. Is that still on the cards? You you meant to be coming yeah. over here with with Kevin uh, in a few months' time. Yep, and uh. uh uh, uh, Gianni, Gianni Valletta was there and a couple other talent, other talented guys are coming in and it's, uh, um, going to be in, uh, July and, uh, for Romanian championship wrestling, Romanian pro wrestling. And, uh, I'm looking forward to that too. It's right now things are held up because of the, the political climate, because Romania has taken in so many refugees from, from the Ukraine. So that's, it was supposed to happen already, but it's, it's, it's been delayed and, uh, you know, we'll see what we'll see if it goes through. If it doesn't, which there's a, there's always tomorrow. You know, if you can't do it today, you always do it tomorrow. So, just like the the tour I'm doing in Cuba, they just allowed boxing, pro boxing, back into Cuba. So, Andrew Anderson will bring pro wrestling back into Cuba very shortly. Before you know it, so oh, just let's hope political climate. As I'm saying, everything everything we do uh, a year ago was was uh, depending on the pandemic. Now. Everything we do in Europe and in uh, in Asia is all dependent upon this, you know, political outrage of this uh, yeah. invasion of the Ukraine by uh, by Vladimir Putin. Which don't worry about the UN condemning him. The reinforcer Andrew Anderson is condemning Vladimir Putin. That's you know, it. he's a criminal. He's a war crimes uh, mounting against him. The war crimes that are mounting against him. I saw footage, and it's just disgusting what he's doing over there. So it really is. It really is. And our hearts go out to all the Ukrainian uh, civilians trying to flee their country to safety. But uh, I want to bring up one more picture because we spoke earlier about WPW over here in the UK, Cheltenham, and you you were over here against uh, James Mason in February. And yep. uh, you're due back again in June. So just a couple of months around the corner. Now, we mentioned James Mason. There was a, a little bit of a, an 
angle set up after your match with James. Uh, we knew there was going to be a tag match happening at their next show. And there we go. There's going to be yourself and Mil Mortez, a, a legend of the Mexican wrestling yep. scene, um, against James Mason and another UK legend, uh, Joel Redmond. So that's going to be a great match between legends from both sides of the pond. I got to tell you that Joel Redmond, pound for pound, is probably the most phenomenal phenomenal technical wrestler 100%. and I, I tell you what i would love to see joel redmond in a wrestling match with charlie haas oh man because the two are the two of the best technicians just pure athletes wrestling athletes wrestling joel i'm not going to try to wrestle you i'm going to fight you it's going to be a brawl it's not going to be a wrestling match you can do all the holes or all the moves you, you want at me it ain't going to work and uh, i got the best partner ever i got mil mertis um, the man of a thousand deaths, the man of a million deaths, uh, masked legend from, from AAA, from MLW, and uh, from Puerto Rico. He's coming, he's coming to kick some ass, and you know we're gonna have a hell of a match. And uh, you know there's gonna be uh, I'm I, I'm blessed to share the ring with three phenomenal athletes like Emil Murdis, Joel Redman, and uh, of course James Mason, who uh, you know is just uh, they're, they're, they're top notch in my book. So. Awesome. Yeah. And I can't wait to see you again. Matt Jarrett was Matt Jarrett was supposed to be Matt uh James Mason's partner, but you know what? That little chicken shit, <laughs> he uh he, he he grew feathers and he and he and he ran his ass away, you know, and, and uh wound up getting Joel Redmond because he has to have somebody else fight his battles. That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> Do you know what I don't we'll think, catch I don't think we've seen the last of Matt Jarrett, and I think um, I no, think yeah, there, there's anybody, a match between Mr. Anderson and Matt Jarrett down the down the line. I'm sure. <laughs> oh, absolutely! I'll lure. I am slowly but surely luring him out of mothballs, out of retirement. <laughs> Absolutely. We need to take a quick time out because I need to throw a quick sponsor's plug to my sponsor, Andrew Anderson. That's going to be 1310 Apparel, who are the wonderful sponsors of Wrestling With Johnners and the Johnners Podcasting Network. And if you go over to their store at WrestleMerch Central, you can see their fantastic range of apparel, including their hardcore line, their lucha range of t-shirts, hoodies, beanies, and their more traditional 1310 apparel and four corners, um, four corners goodies, so t-shirts, hoodies, beanies, baseball caps, and if you head over to their big cartel store or their 1310 store at WrestleMerch Central, you can see their exclusive Heidi Katrina shirt there, uh, which is out and available now, and as a listener and a viewer of Wrestling With Johnners, you can take advantage of our deal with 1310 Apparel and go to their WrestleMerch Central store at 1310.merch.global and use our discount code 1310WMC to get yourself 10% off at checkout at their WrestleMerch Central store. So support 1310 Apparel and use their discount code 1310WMC. So, Andrew Anderson, it's back to us again. I'm, get, I'm getting good at doing that. <laughs> 1310 Apparel. You better buy one of their T-shirts. All the fans out there in the UK, buy one of their T-shirts because if you don't, I'll come back to the UK and punch your mamas in the mouth. Absolutely. You've heard it here from Andrew Anderson, and I tell you, you don't want that to happen. Uh, but there we go. No. I'm sporting the goods. I'm sporting the goods. You better send me a free XXL T-shirt for that. 
I'll, I'll get in touch with the owner, see what we can do for sure. Um, but um, you, you you started your career um, on the on the on the east coast of the New York, yes. New Jersey area. Is that yep. is that right? Um, I, I don't want to say how long you've been in the business, but it's it's a little while now. Uh, so tell us kind of roughly how Almost and when 20. how and when you got started, then, Andrew. I think about a month. It'll be twenty six years. Um, wow. At the end at the end of the month, I think April twenty. I want to say April twenty second or twenty third. It'll be uh, twenty six years in the business. I was I was a bouncer at a bar, and um, I was also an investment banker. I worked for uh, for um, Hibbert Brown at the time, which was a small investment banking firm. And then I worked for Payne Weber for a short time. And I was a I was an investment banker. I graduated St. Peter's University, and um, I went into to to banking. And I got out of it because I was I was bouncing on the weekends to meet girls. As every young, young, uh, young, dumb, full of cum individual does. And in walks Jimmy Superfly Snooker and Jeff Miller, the metal maniac. And I'm throwing somebody out. I start buying them drinks. And then before you know it, Jimmy says, brother, I want to talk to you. And next thing I know, I'm with Jimmy Snooker, carrying his bags, um, driving him around. He you know, brings me to a wrestling school. Where I, I, I met Gino Caruso, Mr. Italy. I met the Kodiak Bear. I met uh, uh, Jerry Fazio and Terry Matten, the Executioners, Rocky Jones, Nikolai Volkov, and uh, I wound up uh, becoming the Siberian Tiger for a number of years, quite a number of years, and on and off in the late in the, the late nineties too, on and off depending when I teamed with Nikolai, and uh, it, you know, and it was great because Boris Sukov retired, so Nikolai needed a tag team partner, and I was his tag team partner. Ah, so, there we go. There we go. So, so I have to ask you. I mean, did you know much about pro wrestling while you were bouncing before you bumped into yeah. Jimmy Snooker? Were you a fan growing up? Huge fan. Huge fan. Loved yeah. it. Loved, tell, tell me about your, your fandom and your love for wrestling growing up. Then, um, and and living kind of in the New York, New Jersey area. I'm guessing. I mean, there's a a hot you know wrestling town. We know that um, New York and, and the East Coast. So, did you get to see much live wrestling? But tell us a bit about your fandom. The first time, the first time I've ever I've ever seen wrestling was well. I got to tell you, the first time I've ever and encountered professional wrestling was um, I was coming home from 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 uh, elementary school, and they had uh, newspapers twined for recycling, and they were tied up with twine, and on the top of the newspapers was a wrestling magazine, and I just remember pulling the magazine out, and it was a bloody face superstar Billy Graham with Bruno Sammartino beating the crap out of him. And I looked at this and I said, wow, that is crazy. I took it home and it was almost like, I felt like almost like I had to hide it from my parents. I felt almost like I was looking at pornography. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, a couple, of, a couple of weeks later, I'm turning the channels, which we had the UHF stations, which weren't the main stations on regular TV, on the regular dial. You had to go to those alternate stations. And in there was... Um, uh, uh, from New, from uh, it was from uh, the Olympic Auditorium in Los Angeles was a wrestler by the name of Greg the Hammer Valentine beating up a guy named Joe Turco. I'll never forget it to the day I live, because it's funny that the first wrestler uh, I ever see is Greg the Hammer Valentine. And Greg the Hammer Valentine wound up going down the road as being almost like a dad to me, yeah. and a father figure, and uh, also my tag team partner and, and opponent many times over the years. So, and then from there, I I, I wound up, you know, basically. Going to Madison Square Garden, I saw superstar Billy Graham against um, Dusty Rhodes in a bull rope match. 
uh, there, and I became an instant Dusty Rhodes and instant superstar Billy Graham fan. Wow. Nobody had wow. like him. Nobody could talk like him or Dusty, so it was like the most magnificent thing, you know, to see. And and then I'd watch uh, I'd watch wrestling at midnight at midnight on Channel Nine W W O R TV in New York, and uh, it was really cool. And then NWA was also on when cable TV came out. Would have a plethora of wrestling. You'd have um, world class uh, championship wrestling from Texas. You'd have the Mid South. From Louisiana and uh, and Mississippi, and so I was I, I I got to know the Von Erichs, got to know the Junkyard Dog, Hacksaw Jim Duggan, Bill Watts, and then of course you had the National Wrestling Alliance, you had Georgia Championship Wrestling, and, and wrestling from the Mid Atlantic on also too. So I, I learned about Ricky Steamboat and everybody and uh, and uh, Ric Flair and the whole crew, but nothing ever mesmerized me more than Championship Wrestling from Florida with the greatest voice of pro wrestling to this day, Gordon Soley, God rest his soul. Um, Johnny Weaver, uh, and, uh, um, who else, uh, who else was there? Uh, uh, Dusty Rhodes, Terry Funk, Dory Funk, uh, Barry Windham, Blackjack Mulligan, Brian Blair, um, the great Kabuki, Kendo Nagasaki, JJ Dillon. I mean, and, and you know what the crazy part about this whole thing is, you, you know, you'd have Mike Rotunda on there and, and uh, Angelo Mosca, um, the superstar Billy Graham, Kevin Sullivan, obviously with the, with his army of darkness. Yeah. And and the insanity, you know, uh, that that it brought about was just tremendous. To think that I would eventually become one of the Army of Darkness, the Dungeon of Doom, one of Kevin Sullivan's uh, disciples, so to speak, you know. Yeah. And I would become such close friends with J James J. Dillon, uh, who was who was who was a very good friend of mine, and Brian Blair, who was an extremely dear friend of mine, and um, to be friends with Barry Windham, who I love and 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 think he's the greatest babyface of all time, and to be friends with these people, to to, to be to be. At the Hall of Fame dinner, when Greg the Hammer Valentine was inducted to the Pro Wrestling Hall of uh, the Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame in, in Wichita Falls, Texas, when Greg was inducted by by Terry Funk, I sat on the table with Terry Funk, um, uh, Wild Bill Irwin, and uh, uh, Stan Hansen, Terry Funk's wife, who also passed away not too long, a few years back, and um, the mayor of Wichita Falls, and everything it was really cool, it was a surreal moment because here I am, I'm me, and I have these idols and i'm sitting on a table sharing a table with them and it was just an amazing moment and of course you had greg with you and, and greg got inducted and it was it was just to be there center stage for that was was really great so it's it's i am living the dream and yeah. for the most part when they say you, you should never you should should meet never meet your idols your uh the people who you idolize so far pretty much all of them have fallen into place as being wonderful people you know from from jimmy snooker on you know, um, with all the the tragedy and 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 yeah. misgivings that happened through his life, you know, and everything, he was always pops to me. You know, Jimmy was always a, a good man. I I don't know what happened with that whole situation. I don't want to know. I don't care. All I know is the man that I knew. You know, yeah. and Jimmy, person. Yeah, so. and I respect that. And I mean, just going back to them early days, 25, 26 years ago. And congratulations on the you know the, the fantastic career. But them them first couple of years for yourself, then Andrew. I mean, it was a different era, wasn't it? I know we're talking the mid to late nineties, but it, it was still the era of the larger than life character, the the big the big guys, the big brawling wrestlers, uh, which is so different to the the wrestling uh, landscape we have now. Um, and and I mentioned that you're more of a, an old school wrestler, um, but you know you grew up or you, you you came into the business in an era where there were still big men and there was still kayfabe, and that um, you know you had these big larger than life characters, didn't you? 
I was taught I was taught at an early age that if you went out partying and drinking with the boys and you got into a bar fight, you better win that you fight. Win. Yeah. You were protecting the business, you know? So, you know, I mean that's 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 the era that I was. It was the era of K Fave and, and, and K Fave dissolved halfway through my career. Um not even halfway, a lot more than that. I think in like nineteen ninety nine, um to 2000 it, it just Vince McMahon signed that deal with uh the, the believe it or not in, uh, New Jersey is a mayor of Christy Whitman in this the, the state that I live in um uh that became pro wrestling entertainment to to deregulate it with taxation and stuff that it wasn't a sport and uh you know it just changed and then you know state athletic commissions went down the hill in a lot of states and you know some states still have it uh, every mother everybody and their mother wanted to become pro wrestler and it seems these days everybody is there's so many i mean look i i i, I love the business and i love wrestling a bit but i can't you can't keep up with the amount of wrestlers that are out there anymore yeah you can't you can't it's just names these names i don't even recognize them i don't even, i can't the md scene alone is 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 just massive it's a massive, which is why I don't understand why the WWE just doesn't do something to milk the indie scene for the talent like they used to. They started doing that for a while. They did. Now, from what I understand, they're not doing it anymore. Yeah. I know they're after more kind of like collegiate athletes. Yeah. Um, yeah. People from different sporting backgrounds, which is great because uh, they've had success with that in the past. Um, but uh, people with, with that knowledge of the indie scene and that have an element of, of knowledge of how to work um they still have to kind of take advantage of that once in a while i believe to uh, have that true mix um of, of different athletes in the business what do you think yeah i believe i i agree i agree that they, there should be a mix of everything i mean i wrestled in high school and college um i played football in uh in, in high school and uh in college rather um but it was it was really the wrestling which was was my forte and uh you know i believe that everybody should have a, some kind of wrestling fundamental background in the business um but th th there's to me to me it's like everybody now wants to have wants to wear kick pads and be an mma fighter if you want to be an mma fighter go into the mma do, go to ufc do do mixed martial arts you know um pro wrestling should look at like, pro wrestlers should look like wrestlers you know i still believe in boots knee pads trunks not necessarily knee pads but you know you know look like a wrestler go out there present yourself as a wrestler and i got to tell you about world pro wrestling and uh world pro wrestling in that locker room when i was in that locker room i was beyond impressed because it looked like a pro wrestling locker room it had larger than life guys you had uh joel redmond who's in great shape big guy you had Gianni Valletta, who's a big guy. Looks like reminds me of a cross between Bruiser Brody and Hercules Hernandez. Yeah. <laughs> you know, James looks like looks like a wrestler. You had all these guys that look like wrestlers in there. Uh Red Scorpion, you know, from Italy. He he phenomenal shape. You know what I'm saying? He's yeah. a smaller guy, but he's one of the best out there. I mean, you had it was just it was it was really, really, really great, you know, seeing those guys and sharing a locker room with them. And I'm gonna be sharing it again with them. And I really wanna thank World Pro Wrestling for having me back. And uh, you know. It's just a really cool thing. So Hardy Broy and uh, his wife, uh, Kirsten Verdi, they, they really took care of me when I was down there. Uh, they're, they're, they're some of the sponsors for uh, World Pro Wrestling. And they were really, it was really an honor being there and uh, taking me out to dinner and, you know, doing my laundry and everything. <laughs> so it was, uh, I was kind of, you know, yeah. so me and, me and Tijeri were pampered.
Yeah, absolutely. And, and Matt Jarrett's actually watching the show and he sent a little message saying, uh, hello, my good friend. So thank you for watching, Matt. And uh, we can't What's wait up, to see Matt? you again in, in, in uh, June. I don't think I'm going to get to kick Matt's ass in June. <laughs> 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 I, I, like I said, I, I still don't think we've seen the end of that story. But um, so, working in the in the New Jersey area, predominantly in your first few years, what was that like? Because you know, just on the surface of things, it sounds like a really you know tough area to break into, oh, uh, a tough environment. Tell us about breaking in in that area. The greatest uh, um, wrestlers in the scene broke out from this area: Homicide, uh, Low Key, um, the Hit Squad, uh, Dan Math, and and Monster Mac. Uh, you know, Crowbar, uh, Ace Darling, uh, just unbelievable athletes came out of this. An unbelievable talented guys came out. You have a lot of great companies working in New Jersey, in the New York area. Um, it's just, it's, it's a really, really, uh, it's, it, it was a lot of fun breaking in because I made a lot of friends, you know, that uh, Charlie Haas and his brother Russ, they, they came in, they out of Seton Hall University. They're originally from Oklahoma, but went to Seton Hall University in New Jersey. Um, and so, I mean, I, I, it was a great experience. I'm working with guys like, like uh, promoters like uh, uh, Gino Caruso, Dennis Carluso, Tommy Fierro, um, uh, um, Jersey Championship Wrestling. I mean, a lot of people. On, um, it was just, it was a great time, you know, for everybody. Um, the Doghouse in New York and, and uh, you know, um, it was just great. It was a great time to be in the business. And of course, you had in Pennsylvania, you had a world uh, WXW with Alpha and uh, Alpha Senior. And, and you, know, uh, you know, it was just great great you know being a part of all that and uh you know you had a promoter in pennsylvania blaine desantis who worked a lot with uh with um uh, with us and uh breaking in the business and uh, i remember being on a show with a young christian and edge uh christian cage and stetson hardcastle that was yeah. that's what then <laughs> so, i was i was on, on a show with them and i wrestled against uh um I think I wrestled uh, uh, Gino Caruso that night, Mr. Italy. It was it was early on in my career. It was, it was a really good time. Really good. It was a really good time. You know, you had really good guys out there like Mr. Rulala. A lot of under under underrated talent. Some that still wrestle today. Some that have not lasted. But but it was just a great. It was a hotbed of wrestling. And it is once again. And I got to give a big shout out to what I think is the best big man in the business is uh, Wrecking Ball Ligurski part of the fixtures in the NWA. I mean, I really think the guy is great and I really love what he does. And, you know, I wrestled him a few times and he hasn't beat me yet, but he's, he, it was great. It's great seeing him, you know, um, make it to a degree in this business. And it seems like he's got a long way to go. He's very young. He's very strong, very big, and I'm proud of him. So yeah, absolutely. Really I, I just want to I just want to touch on some of your accomplishments then, if if we can, in the wrestling business. Because now, correct me if I've, I've got anything wrong here, but I think you were the first ever Jersey Championship Wrestling Heavyweight Champion back in the year two thousand. Of course, yep. uh, Jersey Championship Wrestling is is the forerunner to what we now know, know now nowadays or as uh, GCW Game Changer yep. Wrestling. So yep. you know, um, a long legacy of champions, and you were the first one. And of course, a four time ECPW East Coast Pro Wrestling Heavyweight champion four-time champion so some, some amazing accomplishments over there on the east coast and and uh new jersey um you must be very proud of some of the championships you've picked up listen i i it, it's it's been a, you know i it's been a long career and there have been so many belts i can't even remember how many of them i had i had at least probably about 40 titles at least 40 titles yeah. um Maybe yeah, but at least forty titles. I mean, it's just been on and off. A lot of them, a lot of them were tag team titles. Some of them, unfortunately, you win a win, win a win a title for a company that wants to crown a champion, and then all of a sudden they disappear. And 
you know, it's, it's been one of those things. So, I, so it, you know, some people will say, well, you never lost that title. Well, you know, it really wasn't a title if there wasn't a company to uh, to back sure. it up after a while. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So you got to look at it that way. But if, uh, if carrying a physical belt, yeah, probably in closer to 40 times. Um, I had uh, uh, one of the belts that I really, uh, really relished was the Louisiana heavyweight title. Um, that I won in uh, in Louis in uh, Gulf State Wrestling in Louisiana. Um, that was one of the one of my favorite title runs in, in recent years, and that was a lot of fun. Um, I love working in Louisiana. I miss my Louisiana family, my friends, and everything down there. So hopefully, I'll be back down there soon. Um, you know, uh, working working a lot in the East Coast, and uh, there's some great companies out here to work for, like um, like ISPW uh in uh in new jersey one of the biggest companies that's come back after a long haul you know uh and uh really really putting wrestling on the map um may 7th they're having in uh at the men in arena in morristown new jersey they're having the um 80s WrestleCon. um a lot of people are going to be there from from jake the snake to jesse ventura and uh the the haku and tom of the islanders it's going to be a really great event to be at i'm going to be there signing and um but it's it's really really cool and that you know they're really doing great so ispw hats off to them of course there's always my 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 the company where i started working for east coast pro wrestling with mr italy gino caruso i love working for them and uh they have adrenaline tv tapings on uh ecpw1.com or go to the ecpw youtube channel you can see them there and uh, i also have my own fledgling uh youtube channel which i i'm not too uh i'm not too inclined technically inclined so I have somebody gathering a lot of footage. I have a lot of footage on VHS and stuff like that too that has to be converted. Um, There's some know, great so. matches on there, some awesome matches with, with some legends of the business. Um, so, uh, yeah, definitely recommend checking and that out for sure. There's a lot more from that that you would not believe the amount. I just I don't have access to all of it, so I have to get access to it or pull it off of other channels on YouTube and see if I can put them on mine. But there's a lot, a lot. You're talking about almost 25 years, 26 years worth yeah. of wrestling. I like to say 24 years the first two years of my career were more stalling. It was more matches here and there, trying to get booked on stuff. You know, I'm trying to expand and make my name. So, but but solid. It's been it's been a solid 24 years of wrestling. That um that a lot of people say, oh, I, I've wrestled for for 30 years. I've run the ring for 30. He had breaks. I haven't had a break. My biggest break was when I when I blew my knee out and I had four months. And then I, in the state of New York, I put the mask on and wrestled as, uh, as the mass superstar, Billy Eadie's blessing. And uh, I would wrestle as the mass superstar in 2008, 2009, because um, I was going, they would call me AMA Anderson against medical advice. <laughs> <laughs> so, because I just had my ACL cadaver tendon put in. So that was about a good four months that I was, I was out of business for a little bit. And then uh, during COVID was about three, four months, but sure. thank God to a, uh, Tom Lance and SWE Fury and, and running up in Texas, they they kept things going on, and uh, they kept you know shit moving. And uh, you know, um, I'm wearing a, another great company that I work for right here. Is uh, look at it on this side right here, Legends of Wrestling. Um, um, uh, the the Legends of Wrestling with Brian Nobbs and uh, and uh, his company. He owns that company called Legends of Wrestling. They did uh, City Field, which used to be the, uh, which was the uh, the uh, replaced the old Shea Stadium and City Field in New York with the New York Mets play. Uh, they drew almost uh, 15, 16,000 people. Uh, That's impressive. Very good. The main event was uh, the main event was um, was uh, Scott Steiner versus RVD, and Bill Goldberg came out and speared Scott Steiner, and then the, the Good Brothers came in and did a run in there with the uh, you know the, um, the 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 tag team main event, That's and they amazing. came out. 
I wrestled against, uh, I teamed with uh, uh, Greg Valentine, managed myself, and uh, um, who was it? Uh, uh, Flex Armstrong against uh, another team managed by John Senior Senior and his his tag team that he had. I don't remember <laughs> who they were, but we had a match. It was great seeing yourself on that giant screen in the middle of the stadium. Hell you know, yeah. so that was a really that was a really cool time. And, and Brian Knobs did a hell of a, a job, and he's won a lot of really really good good events out there. And he's coming back, and hopefully he's healthy. And you know, uh, get well, Brian. I love you, man. Absolutely, so, absolutely. And, uh, and fuck you to Jerry Sags. I love Jerry. Jerry. <laughs> Stop. So he disappointed me. I, mean, I lost a drinking buddy. <laughs> Tell us about um, your acting career then, because I'm going to bring up a picture here from uh, when you were part of the, the wrestler. Now, what, what was your involvement in, in the rest of the movie? I mean, in my, for my money, probably the best, the greatest wrestling movie or movie about pro wrestling in the history. It, it was very, very gritty, very, very real, uh, sometimes hard to watch, but it, it really did show kind of a, a, a true life reflection of what it's like to be a pro wrestler, not necessarily at the end of his days, but kind of at the end of his glory years, trying to re re reclaim and chase his glory years down again. But well, I, I, what, I had the, what was your involvement? I have the unique opportunity of, of, uh, helping uh, go over some stuff with Mickey Rourke and helping him train to get him ready. I mean, most of it was really done by by Alpha Senior and uh, at World, uh, at WXW in uh, in Hazleton, Pennsylvania. And I guess he came up from Florida. I think I, um, he did a phenomenal job. I know that Mickey Rourke also had a uh, um, Israeli Mossad guy training him for physical conditioning for it. You know, Mickey always said to me, he said, he goes, you know, it's it's not the easiest thing going from boxing to wrestling. But then I did it. I boxed for a number of years. So look at my nose it has no cartilage in it, you know. So I boxed for a number of years. So I, it was easy for me to click with Mickey on talking about that. And funny you should mention the wrestler because I was just with Ernest Miller, who played the Sheik in that movie. And Ernest, uh, the Ayatollah, and Ernest Miller and I were just talking about uh, having some kind of a wrestler reunion. So, you know. But that was really cool. But that opened up a lot of doors for me. Um, I played myself in the film. And I want to, you know, for 30 seconds of fame, I like to say, call myself the piss-off fan, saying, I'm the wrestler. I'm the real wrestler. I'm the I'm the star of the movie, The Wrestler. I was the one who made that film, you know. But it's just that that's part of what, you know. Some, so Actually, at one point, I heard that a couple of people, I'm not going to see who they are, but from other companies here in New Jersey, got their nose out of whack that I used that to, to catapult my career. They got themselves pissed off. I said, well, I thought of it first. You guys didn't, huh? I made the yeah. cut. You guys didn't, you know, but I don't care if they, you know. I confronted one of them a couple of a couple of days ago at WrestleCon, but I'm not going to say who it is, but he's a, a a turd. But anyway, besides the point, um, I took my uh, I took my the ball and ran with it, so to speak, you know. And uh, I wound up getting booked for a lot of things, uh, endorsements like uh, Doritos commercials, um, Skittles. Yeah, there we are. There we are. Look at that. Skittles. Yep. And uh, a lot of uh, different pharmaceutical ads. Um, I know I'm a wrestler. Figures it'll be pharmaceutical, right? No, <laughs> no. Uh, I did a lot of uh, different pharmaceutical. One of them was a gout medicine, and I, I had to play a masked wrestler with a violin playing in a symphony that couldn't play in the couldn't wrestle anymore, but became a violinist because I couldn't wrestle because I had gout in this commercial. So, but it was pretty funny. I played a luchador. So. You know, but uh, it was pretty cool. And so and Gotham as well. Um, I mean, I pretty much everybody's uh, seen or is aware of the Batman spin-off Gotham. Um, tell us about your. How did you get involved with Gotham? And, and tell us. Well, I about, had about that. 
I have a wonderful, wonderful team. Uh, I have a management and agent team. My my agent uh, at the time, Roger Paul, was great. You know, he was he was my agent at the time. He wound up getting me some bucket list things, and uh, of course, my management team of uh, Pat Horgan and uh, uh, Kelly Alnafi and uh, and and her husband Mike. They helped me out a lot. Um, they uh, Team Anderson, like they used to call it, where they still do. Uh, we we got a lot of stuff with um as far as acting goes. Uh, I was on Sneaky Pete. I played an arms dealer on Sneaky Pete. Uh, FBI's Most Wanted, um, CSI. Uh, God, there's a lot of TV series, but Gotham was the most high profile of them all. Uh, uh, because it was I played one of the Gotham villains, uh, yeah. uh, one of the biker demons, Gotham. So and I was one of the first persons to be uh, to actually have an encounter with the Catwoman on a physical level. Uh, Selena Kyle, the Catwoman used her whip for the first time on the series and pulled my, my sort of shotgun out of my hand. And, uh, it was pretty cool. And then we, you know, my hair was spiked up 10 feet high. You know, I looked more like Johnny Bravo from the American cartoon, Johnny Bravo. All I have to do is go, hello, baby. I gotta be Johnny Bravo. That's all I could have done. So here, baby. So. That was impressive hair. Right. Yeah. I've seen the clip. Absolutely. But what about the yeah, future? Have... I mean, acting, you're obviously very passionate about wrestling, very passionate about acting. Yeah. Uh, you're looking to do more roles in the future and anything in the pipeline. Absolutely. And um, right now, um, I got another TV series that I'm working on right now. I can't say I got a little bit of a gag order on it, but they as they do. But something, something big. And I'll just give you this: HBO. That's all I will tell you. Nice, very nice. And uh, I, 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 yeah, I just finished a couple of scenes for a couple of smaller movies that are coming up. Um, I just recently spoke to um, a company. Just now, uh, signed, uh, got paperwork to sign and look over for an action figure deal. Which is really cool. So now I can, when I when I get that made, I can legally play with myself in public. That's awesome. That really is awesome. And I've got to talk about the uh, being a member of the Cauliflower Alley Club, uh, which is a, a renowned club for for pro wrestlers in the US. Um, it's kind of like a hall of fame, of, you know, of sorts, isn't it? But but it's not just the US thing. It's international. Anybody right. is welcome from any. I, I would love to actually extend. Um, an olive branch to uh, to to James Mason to come down and become a member because I think he'd be a valued member and I think he would do great giving a seminar and teaching a class over there to some of the kids, the young, younger guys and the more experienced guys as well because I mean James is a great talent. I would love him to come down and uh, this September to the Cauliflower Alley Club as well as hopefully uh, Bobby Brookside. Bobby Brookside will be there also. You know, I hope hopefully he comes too and uh, you know it would just be something great. And I, I know that uh, I know that. William Regal was invited also. I know that now he's working for AEW. Maybe he will be there because there was a large AEW contingent there last time. Absolutely. Uh, what does um, being part of a, a, the Cauliflower Alley Club mean then? What does it entail you to do? And, and obviously you, you had the ceremony. You was obviously inducted into the club. That must have been a, a great moment for you. Fantastic experience and a great honor as well. It was in 2019. It was a career high. Yeah. Um, um, Brian Blair, Carl Lauer, and uh, and Morgan Dollar, who who at the time all three of them ran it, uh, they called me up and they said, "Listen, we want to um, we want to induct you next year." That was in 2018. And Morgan Dollar was no longer with the company. Morgan, feel better. I know you have some uh, some some uh, heart issues going on, and he's on the mend in the Carolinas. And I, I just want to wish him a blessing blessings from God and from and good health. Uh, 
uh, Brian Blair and Carl Lauer, uh, and uh, they they actually presented me with a with an achievement award from Men's Wrestling for 2019 and a career retrospective. They did a nice video for me, and uh, I had the blessings of having uh, Jim Ross MC it, and and uh, um, he was Jim Ross was just unbelievably you know gracious and everything I'm mean, kind to me and everything about it and uh you know it was an honor to be up there i came to jim beforehand i said jim i'm so nervous and he said to me uh, jr said to me he goes uh he goes kid he goes just make sure he goes it's like a match you go over there get out there tell the story you know take it home you know <laughs> that was it and that's exactly kevin sullivan inducted me and gave a hell of a speech and uh you know and it was uh and then i went up there and i had a speech and it's, it's crazy because i'm looking out in the crowd and there's sergeant slaughter Gerald Briscoe, wow. um, Nick Allen, um, uh, the Blue Meanie, uh, God, uh, John Arizzi, um, the, the Brian Blair, uh, uh, everybody, every, anybody and anybody were out sure. there. It was just unbelievable. I, I can't can't even remember the Barbarian Haku. Um, it was just it was just incredible. Uh, Brodus Clay, Tyrus, and uh, it was it was a great great thing. Dory, but the biggest the biggest. The biggest uh, thing to me was that I was uh, on the same night. I was there inducted, and not inducted, but uh, uh, given an honor the same night that Dory Funk Jr. got. Oh, uh, I think we've lost your audio there, Andrew. That speeds up. Oh, we got you now. Yeah, yeah I'm we'll sorry. But the biggest, uh, the biggest honor I was honored the same night that Dory Funk Jr. got his lifetime. Achievement Award uh, uh, into the Cauliflower Alley Hall of Fame. He was just Dory Funk Jr. is a legend in the business, and uh, and it's just great to see him out there and to 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 be there. Mark Henry also got an award too, Amazing. so to be there with Mark Henry too, great. You know, it was just yeah. it was unbelievable. Such an honor, such a privilege. Now, I want to touch on some of the amazing people that you've been in the ring with over the years. I'm gonna, I've got a little bit of a list here, so bear with us. Um, okay. Recent Hall of Famers such as Big Van Vader, the Steiners, the Barbarian, Tommy Dreamer, Tony Atlas, Superfly Jimmy Snooker, Jim Duggan, Tito Santala, Greg Valentine, Demolition, the Boogeyman, and so many more that you've been in the ring with, shared the ring with over the years. Have you got any fun or memorable stories from being in the ring with any of those amazing legends of the business? Well, Billy Eady, uh, Demolition Axe. I wrestled Demolition as a tag team, I wrestled Demolition in singles. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Billy Eady, I was telling him the story. Uh, first time ever in my life, I was teaming with Nikolai Volkov against Demolition. And Billy Eady fish hooks me and tells me to smile for the audience. And I was like, you know, you know, it was to me, that was, that was pretty, that was funny. Um, wrestling against Hacksaw, Jim Duggan and, and Jim Duggan putting me in an arm bar and plucking my armpit Harris telling me I should have shaved, you know, it was, that was pretty funny. Um, <laughs> big Van Vader, Vader was, 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 was my tag team partner against the Steiners a couple of times and, uh, more than a couple of times and other, other people besides the Steiners, um, uh, I, I teamed with Vader quite a few, but the first time I wrestled against Vader, he um, he he didn't know what to make of me, and he saw this big big guy in the ring with him, and I guess he wanted to take liberties as 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 Leon used to do. So sure. Bull gave me a couple of shots in the ribs, and I gave him a couple back. I waffled him right back, and I had no problem. And and, and he was light as a feather after that. And we had a great match, and he sold for me, which was amazing, and it was just unbelievable. I mean, I I, I just. I loved working against Vader. I loved working with him, and he, I think he was a great guy, and he, he wanted to become a, a really good friend. He was very moody, very moody individual, but he was a great guy, and I think it was 
I'm, I'm glad that he was honored in the Hall of Fame and everything. Uh, just big fan of Vader, deserves it. He was just a tremendous athlete, one of the best big men in the business. Um, that was great working with Vader. That was an honor. 100%. 100%. And uh, I just recently worked, go ahead. We worked Scott Snyder. Um, about two, two, three weeks ago, I worked Scott Snyder in Ohio uh, for a. Uh, um, for uh, big time wrestling, and uh, that was a great, a great match. I mean, Scotty, you know, he's he, he he still still goes out there and still gets a pop like you wouldn't believe, and still throws a mean suplex. So, a hundred percent, he just can't quite get up for that Frankensteiner look he used to be able to. <laughs> well, he doesn't need to. He doesn't need to. He walks out with the chainmail headpiece, and he gets a pop either way. Hundred you know? percent. Yeah, absolutely. As we start to wind down then, uh, Andrew, um, looking over your 24, 25, coming up 26 years in the business, a legendary career in the business, and you wrestled uh, the, the great and the good um, throughout the world. Uh, have you got any standout proud moments that you can kind of look back on and think, yeah, I did that, and I'm really, really kind of proud of of that achievement? Any, any proud moments that you want to tell us about on the well, uh, Wrestling I with John's podcast? I wrestled against uh, Mario Bacara, who at the time was named Most Sexy. Uh, we did a show in 2004. Um, I, I, we did a, I won the East Coast Heavyweight title the, the first time, and uh, we did a bunch of stuff in that ring. And that, that Sergeant Slaughter came up to us in the cage match that we had. Sergeant Slaughter came up to me and said, Kid, that was probably one of the best cage matches I've ever seen on the indie scene ever. Wow. He goes, he said that was up there with all the ones he's seen anywhere else i took a german suplex off the uh, i was literally trying to get on the top of the cage and uh mario stood on the top ropes and german suplexed me off wow. um did a superplex i superplexed him off the top i was on the cage he was on the cage i was on the top rope superplex i did a senton off the top rope i did a senton off the top of the cage and he did a frog splash off the top of the cage uh, putting me through a table Incredible. and uh i somehow i still won the match <laughs> so it was a pretty cool match i was that was that was the first time i ever dove off the top of cage and it wouldn't be the last i would it, it started people started booking me in cage matches and i started doing it everywhere <laughs> it's and, uh, trend. It, yeah my body says my body's saying fuck you don't ever think <laughs> of that again you know but but um but yeah but uh that was one the other one was at the jimmy snooker um his uh I think it was his 68th birthday bash, and uh, and they put me and Crowbar in a tables, ladders, and chairs match. And uh, we, thank God we never used any ladders, but it was a it was a hardcore match with Crowbar. And I just remember um, um, a bunch of people coming up to me from uh, the Honky Tonk Man to Mick uh, Mick Foley, who was there, and 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 I just remember Bill Apter from Pro Wrestling Illustrated came up and said, "You guys stole the night." We stole the night, and I've had many, many matches with Crowbar since. And I think Crowbar is a guy who, who, who he's one of the only people. I think he is the only wrestler to have wrestled in WWE, WCW, NWA, um, ECW, yeah, WCW, and um, and uh, now AEW and Impact, and wrestling Impact. So he's one of the few guys, and I think Chris Ford, Crowbar, I think he's just the greatest, the greatest pro wrestler. He is timeless, like he calls himself now, and he is just tremendous. And I, I think he's one of the best of the best. And it's always been, uh, to me, he's been my favorite opponent my whole career. 
100 so. let's have a look at some of your uh your uh bookings coming up over the next few months then um i think you might mention this one where you've got a match against jerry sags at wrestle daytona um and that is on the 24th of april so um in yep. less than a couple of weeks time um now Championship Wrestling of Florida. Now, you, you sent me this graphic. Obviously, another company that's very close to your heart. I know you, you, you uh, mentioned them earlier. Yep, Championship Wrestling from Florida. Well, uh, we we have a couple of dates lined up for 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 May, June, and July. We haven't uh, they haven't really ironed it out. I'm helping. I'm one of the bookers helping for it, working with it, and uh, myself and Kevin Sullivan and Jeff Weaver were were the guys who were really putting it together. Jeff is a uh, great guy he's keeping things real and you know we're trying to really uh really get some good talent in there run some good shows and you know we're that's one of the things that's in the mix i'm going to be appearing alongside kevin sullivan at the chiller the chiller theater expo in on uh april the end of april into may into may 1st i think to may 2nd i think it is uh the 30th uh april 1st and uh, 30 april 30th and may 1st and may 2nd at Chiller Theater Expo in Parsippany, New Jersey, at the the Hilton, um, and I just I, I I got so many so many other dates involved. I don't I don't I'm have getting this one here. The eighties wrestling con that you mentioned earlier that's going to be a great event on the seventh of May, um, and of course yeah. hopefully this still goes ahead in Romania for RPW, and then this is where I'm going to see you again live in action once again at the Cheltenham Town Hall over here in the UK. Yourself and Mil Mortez going up against two UK legends in James Anderson and Joel Redmond. So uh, a busy couple of months for you, my friend. You're going to be uh, as busy yep. as busy as they come. So um, like I say, you're, you're still amazingly active in the acting game, in the wrestling game, traveling all over the world. Um, so uh, yeah, like I say, you, you, you're as busy as ever. Yeah, I'm just, I, I don't even have all the lists. I, I have a, um, everything written down in my phone, which I'm using right now for this, this podcast. So I, I can't really tell you, no. but I, I got the, I'm, I'm going to show up at an East coast pro wrestling show this, uh, this Friday. Um, and a bunch of other shows coming up on the 14th, the 15th. And, and then, uh, I'm, I know I'm booked through the whole month, pretty much. I'm, I'm booked. I just don't remember where. Incredible. <laughs> so, incredible. Um, I'm, I'm the kind of my age now. You just, I, I have my, my, one, one of my daughters points me and says, this is where you got to be. Go. Shoot. Get out. <laughs> <laughs> She's your uh, unofficial manager keeping you organized. But um, yeah. uh, it, it's been amazing talking to you. But before we let you go, um, I don't know how active you are on social media or if you've got any uh, socials you want to you want to plug um, at the end of this podcast. But uh, if well, any of my <laughs> listeners, any of my fans uh, want to get in touch with you, find out more about Andrew Anderson, uh, where can they do so? Uh, they they can get in touch with me through Twitter at uh at Drew uh, Drew the Wrestler on Twitter D R E W the Wrestler um, on Instagram but I don't I don't really tweet that much they can get a hold of me at um at um uh Andrew the Reinforcer yeah. Andrew the Reinforcer or the Reinforcer Andrew Anderson on uh on uh on Instagram and then there's the Reinforcer Andrew Anderson Facebook fan page and then there's the Andrew Anderson fan page. And then there's my personal fan page, which is just Andrew Anderson. Yeah. So, and not forgetting your uh, amazing YouTube channel, uh, which uh, I, I think has got some incredible matches on there with some legends of the business. It's being built slowly but surely. We're building it slowly but surely. A good friend of mine, a young wrestler who I took under my wing, Tim Theory, um, Tim Warner, he's helping me do all my work. So, shout out to Tim for helping me. Um, a shout out to uh, to um, to some of the, the the great promoters that I worked with over the years. 
um, like like Gino Caruso, uh, Tommy Fierro, uh, Tom Lance, and uh, you know, I mean, I've worked with a lot of great guys over the years, and I just want to give them all a shout out that that that, that they you know that I worked with them a lot. Of course, Jeff Weaver and uh, Sean Hardy, and uh, it's just uh, Dino Biello, a bunch of other guys. I just can't even name everybody, but there are a lot of people out there keep me active, keep me going, keep me moving. Uh, uh, Mustang Mike and everybody with uh, Gulf State Wrestling, and it's just it's it's been a great great career, and uh, you know, hopefully, you know. We'll see things just keep going, keep rolling around in, in 2022 to 2023 and yeah. on and on. As long as, like my like my, my kid says to me, my daughter says to me, I said, she said, Dad, how, how, how long are you going to wrestle for? And I, I'm going to say, as long as I look good in my underwear. Oh, <laughs> 100%. And I know that when you came over here to Cheltenham in, uh, in February, you made a lot of new fans and a lot of new friends as well. If you've got a message for the UK audience and for, you know, the, the guys that are thinking about coming to see you again at Cheltenham in June, but are on the fence about whether to go or not, give them a bit of a sell as to why they should and a little bit of a message to UK fans. Well, this is my message. i got to tell you, I met quite a few UK fans that saw me at Cheltenham at the um, at WrestleCon, really. Was, every time around, somebody came up. That must have happened about five or six times. Five, five or six people were in Cheltenham. They came uh, to uh, WrestleCon in Dallas, which was which was pretty amazing. My message to the UK fans, man. You know, listen, you guys are some of the best wrestling fans on the planet, and uh, I really want to thank you as a heel, as a heel wrestler, that you still accepted me into your into your heart, and uh, you guys love to hate me, or, or hate to love me, I don't know which one it is, but you know what, the bottom line is this, I always go out and give myself, give 100% of myself to you, the fans, and uh, you know, and even to a, a guy like, like Matt Jarrett, even though he's a chicken shit and is afraid to meet me in the ring, that's okay, that's okay, we'll meet, we'll run into each other, maybe, uh, maybe in an airport, maybe in a, a, a on a, on a, on a, a lorry or somewhere or, 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 or a car service somewhere. And uh, we'll see who exits the vehicle. Awesome. Awesome. Andrew Anderson, well, the reinforcer. It's been awesome speaking to you for the last 60 minutes. Uh, I want to thank you so much for your time and thank you for coming on the show. Listen to me. I appreciate you. I appreciate everything you've done for me and, uh, and helping me branch out to more UK fans. And like I said, the UK is becoming my new home and I, and, and I love it. I love being there. I love wrestling there and I love the people. I love the fans and I love the food. Oh, hundred percent. And we can't wait to see you again at uh, WPW in June. So uh, thank you very much, my friend. And thank you, my man, for having me.